to Uncharted Journeys. I'm your host, Kathy McKnight. If you are like me and you ever sat back and wondered, how did I get here, whether literally or figuratively in terms of your career or life in general, then you're in good company and have come to the right place. On Uncharted Journeys, you'll hear from amazing women about their straight and narrow, zigzaggy, and somewhere in between paths to success. Today's guest had a 20-year relationship with Silicon Valley companies before a series of life-changing events brought her internal and executive communications career and life, really, to a crossroads where she chose to take what all she knew and learned from working in those high-pressure gigs with companies like VMware, Symantec, and Cisco and turn them into a passion career as a work-life coach to help others find and follow their best lives. Welcome, Corey Caldwell. Thanks. Great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on my my little show. Um, so big changes over the last little while. So new career, which is massive. And I am so jealous. You've recently moved to Lake Tahoe. Yes. Yes. You know, pandemic move. I think a lot of people have been in that situation. Um, it just, you know, sped, sped our timeline up a little bit, but it's been fabulous. Not going to lie. Well, could- Kudos to you. So I gave a very short synopsis, sort of the highlight reel of your career. Um, tell our audience a little bit more about this shift and, you know, what you were doing in Silicon Valley and, and what you're doing now. Yeah. So I basically started, as you said, uh, my career kind of right out of university, kind of, you know, hit hit the, uh, hit the uh, tech um, startup scene early on back when, you know, they would put ads in the paper for, for jobs. So sort of, sort of started my entry level marketing career there um, and went public, did the whole Cinderella story there. Um, and then really moved on to bigger companies to move into communications, marketing roles, um, exec comms, demand generation. So a lot of work um, with, you know, global teams, with um, product marketing, with, you know, operations. So really a lot of um, experience and in blood, sweat and tears. I think we all can agree in the tech industry. These, um, you know, these times are always, you know, kind of pouring your whole heart and soul into these types of roles. Um, So and really in the in the midst of, you know, kind of passing my 20, 25 year mark, um, I really started to feel um, a lot of the built-up stress, I think, that I really hadn't been acknowledging. Um, and, you know, along the way, I, I had transitioned into working with teams. I was managing a pretty pretty good-sized team, mentoring interns. Uh, that really, that side of what I was doing started to light me up. Um, and when it was time to start to make a shift um, or think about making a shift, you know, you look five to 10 years down the road, when you hit a certain age or point in your career, you go, what do I want next? And so that really, um, in addition to some health challenges, um, kind of put me on the path of thinking about what indeed did I want next and what was really going to be the thing that lit me up, got me out of bed in the morning, um, really put me on a path for sort of, you know, a greater purpose, if you will. So that really led me to coaching and career coaching specifically, because I've always looked back and thought, hey, I've not been on sort of the executive career track, um, but I did need some sort of support. And, you know, it's always great to talk with your colleagues and friends, but a lot of times it's hard to get that accountability partnership. So um, that really was sort of the impetus for me to sort of start down the path um, of training to move into this role. It takes, you know, it took a little bit of time, but I think with the pandemic happening, great resignation, 
that was a, a, a massive call to be like, right now, do it now. <laughs> so, um, so side gig no more. I've been focused um, pretty heavily full time on working with clients um, and, you know, since the beginning of this year, and it's just been really fantastic. Wow. That's, um, that's quite a story. And it's, you know, taking, taking heed of what your body's telling you, even if your mind is fighting it, we often, as we go down a path, particularly when we start gaining some success and credibility in our chosen careers or ended up careers as the case may be, um, it's really hard to step away from that, but, you know, stepping back and, and taking stock in who you are and what you need and having that spark happen, is exciting. And, you know, that's so great to hear and, and so fabulous that you listen to it because many of us try and quell that inner voice um, and we should really be be listening to it more. So really inspirational. Thank you. All right. So you mentioned that you've listened to the podcast before. So thank you for that. Um, so you know what's next. We'll, we'll get into the rapid fire questions. And so, you know, like you, I started off my career uh, out of the gate with a tech startup doing all things comm. So comms, marketing, internal comms, et cetera. Not exactly what I was thinking of when I was, you know, a seven or eight young, young woman or or little girl. What was the first career you remember wanting to do when you grew up? Well, I actually did want to be a writer or a journalist when I was about seven or eight. I just always had a big imagination. And in fact, I would um, kind of create these natural disasters in my backyard from the perspective of the ants who lived there, and they would write up articles in the Antville Times about these massive floods and the chemical mudslides that were befalling the town. So I, it was just complete mayhem, but I loved writing about these big stories. So that was kind of my, my first big, big career that I, I dreamed of. I love that. Yeah. Antville Times. There, there is a children's storybook series waiting to happen yeah right there oh i totally agree you and i are going to work on that that's we've got something coming out of this already all right so who was a big influencer on your life that you can remember let's see i think uh, you know i'll start with my my tech career just because i you know had so many fantastic um mentors and managers and just just brilliant people in their own um their own realm you know, just really grounded, generous humans, just who really saw my potential before I even did, um, and just provided some opportunities to set me up for growth and success. Um, I'll, one one of my managers at Cisco, she was really my number one champion. I think, you know, from the moment she hired me, um, she was leading a communications team and just really taught me about, you know, the power of the big idea and how that can influence, you know, above the org in the organization and below and how you can really help, you know, tell that story and, you know, make, make changes and, and, you know, give people some interest in, um, you know, what's next. And I think, you know, internally and externally. So we're, we're talking about influencing the internal employee base, management, all of that. So that was just such a powerful lesson. Um, for me. Um, and, and, and she also, you know, she was pretty straight up with me as well. She was also one of the first people to sort of pull me into her office and sit me down and say, you know what, you've got a really great talent for managing communications programs and visual storytelling. I'm just not sure why you're not confident about it. 
I was like, oh, am I projecting that? So I think from then on, it was like, all right, I, I need to be really aware of how, you know, what level of energy I'm bringing to the game. So um, I just think having people in your life like that, for me, you know, it's just been really fantastic. I mean, they push you to do your best work. Um, they share everything they know, sort of pour it into you um, and open doors for you to walk through when they're available. So, I mean, not everybody has that. So I feel very, very fortunate. Yeah. And I love that this mentor and this advocate, I would say more so for you, um, that she was a woman and that she invested her time and her space in you so often, particularly still to this day, we as women are missing that in our careers and finding that right person. Because again, there is still a disproportionate in, in the balance. It's, it's getting better. We're, we're, we're gaining ground there and, and, you know, but there's work to be done. And I just, I love hearing stories about how, when, you know, women lifting other women, because we're not always that great at doing that. Um, often there's that element of competition and, and, you know, if I raise her up, then I'm not raising myself up. Although, you know, I think, you know, my personal philosophy is, and I always get these idioms wrong. Anybody listening who knows me is going to laugh here. Um, high tide raises all ships. I think that's right. I actually looked that one up once. Yep. <laughs> yep. Right. So if we could all take that philosophy and apply it to all that we do, I think, you know, the world would just be such a better place. So it's amazing that you had that on early on in your career. So is there a song that epitomizes your career path? It sounds like it's been pretty straight. I mean, from Antvil Times to, you know, marketing and comms, that's a pretty straight line. But is there is there a career? Is there a song that really echoes for you? Um yeah, it does actually, and it's um, it's it's called Inside Job by Pearl Jam. I don't know. Oh, I love Pearl Jam. Big Pearl Jam fan club person, but that song it's really all about you know digging deep and knowing that you have everything you you need inside of you to steer your own ship, and that you're you're responsible for how you show up every day. It's your choice. You have a choice, um, and for me in my career path and how that resonates is, you know, it's, I think there's definitely along the way been points where I kind of let the pressure to really just get the better of me. And, and, you know, or, you know, that led to, you know, trying to, you know, flight or fight or flight um, freeze in my head and, and making choices perhaps that weren't aligned with my values. And so, I think when life gets overwhelming for me, I think for, for the, for listeners as well, like we sort of go into autopilot mode and we serve those around us and we sort of forget about ourselves. Um, and just, you know, I think the song just reminds me that, you know, we just have to come back to our own well and recenter. And when we do that, that'll re- rarely steer us wrong. I, I feel like, you know, I've definitely, I think we all have, we all kind of get off course a little bit, but remembering to come back and think about what is meaningful and what's, um, you know, what's really going to bring our energy up um, just to focus on that, especially when we come to like big crossroads at, at work or in life. I just, this song just really reminds me, oh yeah, oh yeah, come back to me. All right. So you talked about there about getting off course and, and coming back to the road and whatnot. So if your career were a street name, what would the name be? Oh, gosh. Um, 
have anything massively creative for this, but I, um, I put, I think storyline road just to, it's going to curve and dip and all over the place, but it's, it's, a uh, it's just keep following, keep following your story. So that's, that's kind of, that's it. Storyline road. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> so, you know, you're, as, as I joked earlier about your lot, your, your career path being pretty straight and narrow, um, from, you know, Antville times, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not getting over that. I love that, um, <laughs> to, to working in comms and marketing and whatnot, but what has your journey looked like? What has your career been because it's, I mean, I know for me getting to where I am today, while it was continuous, there certainly were dips as you talked about and, and jogs and, you know, there's choices to be made. So what has your career journey been like? It's, it's interesting. I feel like in the very beginning, I, I sort of fell into um, tech, even though I I grew up in the Bay area, um, Silicon Valley, I really really wasn't paying attention till till after university. And I sort of, you know, first job just kind of fell into it and it just sort of progressed from there. So, um, but I, you know, I really enjoyed the creative components of marketing and being able to do the writing. So I, I was able to pull in a lot of my strengths um, and interests uh, and the, you know, career trajectory is, you know, I think it's, it's, it's part learned with your peers. And once you sort of are in that environment and sort of defining the definition of what is success. Um, and for me, I, I knew early on, I really, really wanted to, you know, be surrounded by creative, smart people who were driven. And for me, I think the trajectory of sort of working in marketing as an individual contributor, and then becoming a people manager, I think that was sort of a a nice trajectory, you know, and really learning along the way how to manage people. And so it's not something I went and got an MBA for, um, but I think having having that experience um, of really helping not only the team succeed in making you know making us all look good as a as a as a department, um, it it really just did give me pride to be able to help people with their career path. Um, even internally within the company, um, that was that was one thing that I was sort of later on in my career when I was managing teams. That was something that was pretty evident um, that that I really enjoyed. You know, I think we all evolve in what we focus on in our career. I think I've always and I always will love writing um, and having those those big ideas and ideating, brainstorming with teams. But I also know that you know it's it's really, it's really helpful. And I want to be in a helping position later in my next phase of career to be able to support people to, you know, kind of, kind of give what I didn't have, or what I didn't seek out early on, when I needed it to be able to, you know, take, take the next step confidently. um, And really just support as a partner, you know, with plan setting, accountability, uh, all of that has been really exciting to watch. So I like I like how you you talk about accountability in the coaching, right? So uh, people manager, it's it's one of those things similar to how we've evolved as a society in in tech where we showed up one day, I think you and I are probably of the same sort of age group where we showed mm-hmm. up one day and we had email, right? Yeah. There was no course, there was no instruction manual. It's like here's your Kathy at 
insert domain name here, go. And there was never any best practices. I think similarly with careers, we're not taught how to build a career. We start a gig because, you know, we go to school because we either have an aptitude and or like for something, hopefully they're both. And you come out and, you know, like you, you, you maybe fall into your first job because you do. Others are more pointed, but in any case, and I think there, there was a real lack of guidance on how to succeed and it's changed and evolved. And I think there's a lot more information out there now, but I still don't think there's enough. I mean, certainly this is, should be a core competency, you know, first year, second year, third year, fourth year schooling, where you have to take a half credit in career planning and success and what to do and resourcing and things like that. So, you know, was there a defining moment that really cemented it for you that, you know, this is what you wanted to do? You mean for early on in my career in marketing or later? Or either or. Okay. For both. Well, yeah. So um, I think when I, when I got to Cisco, I think, um, and that manager really helped me understand how I could carve my own path within marketing and that I could really, you know, excel and bring my strengths to different roles. Um, she actually was really instrumental in helping me move into exec comms and, and working with a number of, of VPs um, within the company, which is such a blessing to be able to be offered an opportunity to do that. So I think at that point where I you know really gained the skills of being able to not be intimidated by management, by VPs, by C-level, I can talk to anyone and also be able to stand up for ideas, changing things around, you know, just, just bringing, bringing my full expression to the marketing work that I did and, and not being afraid to contribute um, the ideas. And some of those ideas, you know, ended up really carrying me through and, and, you know, driving me to roles that I was able to provide some really great innovation um, and so I think kind of starting at Cisco there and having that as the, the fertile ground of, you know, how did I get started in marketing that really, you know, having that experience on that team, um, really did cement it for me. Like, yes, I'm, I'm definitely in the right place. So, um, and as I said, from, you know, from transitioning over, um, into the career coaching, I absolutely, I think I mentioned there, you know, along with uh, thinking about what my next, you know, career plan or move might be, I also had some health issues. So related to burnout and stress, and this is absolutely way before the pandemic happened, um, which I know a lot of people are just kind of coming into that, um, that experience. But for me, I had had a couple of rounds with burnout um, during my career. So I you know, I literally had an appendicitis like in 2004. And then, you know, later in 2018, I fainted a couple of times at work, you know, over the period of a couple of months. And I was like, okay, wait, <laughs> this is, this is, this is absolutely a game changing moment for me. Um, I really need to get serious because you can think about your career planning um, and transition and strategy and but when something like your health is threatened, um, you, you need to take some action. So that's that was really for me in the latter portion of like, what is my next move? Absolutely, the, the health scares really 
we're number one. Well, good for you for listening because not everybody does. So <laughs> no, and in fact, I wasn't listening, and that was part of the problem. Is, is I would, you know, I, I wasn't all the way listening into. I thought, okay, well, you know, hustle culture. This is how it has to go, right? These are high growth companies we work for. They, you know, in order to move into other roles or continue to keep your job, there are you know rounds of layoffs every year, right? You have to keep up. So for me, in my mind, and this is what I also work with clients on it's 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 almost even a mindset thing of how do i how do i shift this thinking of i have to be available or i have to be available all the time or i'm going to be seen as a low performer you know what i mean i or it's there was something in my mind where i just needed to shift to say look it's okay to have boundaries you don't have to take calls at 6 (laughs) a.m four days a week right there has to be a limit you're still you know we all have our limits of what we can do. We're human. So I love this quote, or it says, burnout is what happens when you, when you, when you try to avoid being human for too long. So I'm like, that is it. That is really it. We're just trying to be machines and keep up in this world of, you know, kind of the VUCA. Have you heard of like volatility, volatility, uncertainty, complexity, ambiguity. So we're surviving in this world without the right mindset. And so burnout is, t- is bound to happen. You've talked a lot about it, but I'd love to hear more about, you know, what is it in your current role of coaching now that you've taken this on full time, which, you know, is, is great and it's still relatively new. So what makes you get up in the morning in, and, and or what, what are some of the challenges or are there any compromises that you're encountering or challenges that you didn't expect? What's your, what's your day like? Yeah. So my day is, oh, I just, I'm really, I'm really, it helps me get out of bed in the morning for sure. Cause number one, I'm making my own schedule. Uh, number two, I really, really enjoy the clients that I'm working with. I, one thing that surprised me is I, I do have a good mix of men and women. I think I assumed mostly women would be calling, but in fact, I'm really proud of the guys standing up and saying, I need some help. So that's, that's actually been a surprise, but, um, you know, the really great thing for me is being able to work as a partner with these clients, um, whether they're suffering from burnout or they've, you know, they just want to put a five to 10 year plan together, um, you know, and, and after a period of, you know, six, five or six sessions, you, know, you, you see the light bulb go on and, you know, really coaching is it's self-directed. So I'm a partner. I'm not directing them in terms of, Hey, you should do this. You should do that. It's really like, again, an inside job, like what is it? So I'm asking the right questions. It's really them pulling from within what they already know. Um, and we just kind of help, I help them put it on paper. Um, and we do some research and, and things together as well, but it's really just seeing seeing that light go on for them. That's what I love. I, I really, you know, I really value um, just the, the conversation, the back and forth, um, the mutual respect, um, and just seeing, you know, kind of where they came from, right? Where they started. Because what I, you know, really offer is sort of meeting them where they are and taking them where they want to go. Um, And sometimes it's a dark place, right, where they start. So it's really great to see a plan, 
and then some action being taken and then coming back and saying, hey, this has really been inspirational. This has really been helpful for me or that tool you gave me to, you know, for breathing, like that was great. I, I really needed that today. So I just, I think, I think the more that I feel, you know, that I'm helping, that's what really gets me. That's what gets me up in the morning. And, and that is, and so it should people helping people to the point where they're thankful um, yeah. there, there is no greater gift, right? Whether it's, you know, doing somebody's groceries or helping them realize their career goals and life path moving forward <laughs> to right. completely opposite ends of the spectrum. But that genuine thanks that you get from someone, I don't think there's a, a, a stronger gift that you can receive or give. So, uh, I, I understand the pull for that. Now I always ask, you know, if you weren't doing what you were doing today, what you would you be doing now? This is, this was your dream. This is what you've worked so hard for. And recently, was there something else that you were thinking about before you decided, yes, coaching is the way, was there another thing or do you have a plan for like 10 years out what you're going to be doing? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I think eventually it's funny. You mentioned the children's book. I would love to write a book at some point. Um, so I just, I still have that creativity there and, and the need to, to, to put that into words somehow. Um, so I, I think I would be, I think I would be an author. That would be my, that would be my either, either down the road a little bit, um, or alternate universe career for sure. All right. Well, I'm, I'm serious about this Antville news thing. Like we are okay. the Antville times. We are on this. This is, you can see the illustrations of- now. It's good. <laughs> it's been part series. I got it. It's all. <laughs> Love it. All right. So, I mean, you've shared so much advice and, and words to think about. And I loved uh, what you said, the, the quote that you mentioned, mentioned that, you know, burnout is when you avoid being human for too long. I think that in itself, we could drop the mic and, and, and walk off the stage at this point. But, you know, you've been through a lot. You've had some major, major life changes, very quickly in succession of each other, moving, new career, et cetera. Um, for our listeners, particularly the women in our audience, what would be your best piece of advice, the one thing you'd want to impart on them? You know, as you're moving through your career, I think there's really good opportunities to just, you know, be consistent with your integrity and generous with your time for those you work with, but, you know, not at the expense of your own health. Setting and keeping boundaries that support your well-being, you know, during the work week, I think is is key. If, if you can really make sure that you are feeding your energy when you're not working, that'll support your mindset when you are working. So you less likely to fall down the path of negativity or cynicism or inefficacy. Just, you know, if, if you can just make sure you're doing things to recharge those batteries while you're sort of giving your all at work. Um, but not, not, not 120%, like they say, like, just do what you need to do. And just, you know, to sort of be seen as a leader in the organization. Um, and, and, you know, but you've got to, you've got to keep yourself um, healthy <laughs> before you do. So you can do those things. Um, and the other, the other thing is don't forget to breathe. If you've got to write it on a sticky note on your monitor, just, just make sure you do it. Cause I think that, is is something that we take for granted we we breathe every day we exercise but then at work we're thinking so hard we're 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 running meetings we're we're managing podcasts like 
we forget to breathe sometimes. And, and over time, that is just, you know, not healthy. So I would yes. say that. Figuratively, figuratively and mentally. So for those yes. listeners who have the Apple Watch and have turned off the Breathe um, app, turn it back on. Turn it back on, especially at work. Especially at work, right? All right. So thank you. This has been an absolutely wonderful conversation. Your journey has been so inspirational. And then I continue, I wish you continued success. In closing, where can our audience find you? Website? Are you speaking? Any other podcasts? So my website is just my name, CoreyCaldwell.com. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. And I don't have a podcast next coming up. But hopefully in the in the fall, um, working on something with with a partner. So, um, but yeah, you can find me there. All right. Well, please keep me in the loop about that, and I will help promote your podcast. Um, Corey, thank you so much for today's conversation. It has been amazing. Your like I said, your your journey is inspirational, and you know, following your heart and paying attention to what you need, I think, is is a lesson that we can all take a breath and and digest. So, thank you for that. To my audience, thanks for listening to Uncharted Journeys with me, your host Kathy McKnight. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Corey and hearing about how she turned her tech industry career's blood, sweat, and tears to one where she is now the go-to trusted listener, helping others realize their dreams. And if you're keen to hear more amazing stories from other amazing women, join me next week when I'll be speaking with Susan Hunter, a leader, consultant, and speaker for justice, equity, diversity, and inclusion in the world of human resources. As always, you can head over to unchartedjourneys.net to sign up for our email list, as well as check out the links and resources in the show notes and listen to maybe a couple of other episodes. Thank you again for listening. See you next time and until then enjoy the journey I